Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, ghost rockets. And in particular, Swedish ghost rockets. Now I found this article on HuffPost.com, posted September 4th, 2012, written by Lee Spiegel. Lee Spiegel's written a lot of good stuff as far as the UFO field is concerned, and he's done some great investigative work. Now, the title of this article is Swedish Team Hunts for Ghost Rocket in Lake Namajur, and I'm going to probably butcher that. It starts off, it has an uh, illustration, or a kind of a, just a pencil drawing here, of what these people saw as far as this ghost rocket or UFO is concerned, and it does look kind of like a shape of a rocket. Most of these, however, that have been reported have a rather bulbous end at the front, and they kind of narrow down. Uh, many, of them have, many of these have been reported as having fins. This one uh, looks as though it has a couple of uh, fin-like uh, attachments at the end of it. All of these are, are a little bit different than something that we would expect that is man-made. Now, the article begins, it says, Well, America celebrated the annual end of summer right now as Labor Day weekend. A team of researchers spent time searching a lake in northern Sweden for a ghost rocket, an object that allegedly crashed there on July 31st, 1980. It continues, Bo and Lisberg, pictured below, reported seeing an elongated, cigar-shaped object with two protrusions on its sides. Turn 180 degrees and perform a controlled landing in the water of Lake Namajur, reports the local.c, Sweden's news and English website. We heard this sound like an airplane cruising along without accelerating, Bo Berg told Ghost Rockets Film. It made a swooshing sound. We figured it was a cruise missile, a Soviet missile that was off course, Liz told Ghost Rockets film, but it slowed down and turned. Then it landed on the lake and sank. People have reported seeing unidentified objects crashing in Swedish lakes over the past six decades. Many UFOs seen in 1946 were dubbed ghost rockets because they were reported as a missile or rocket shaped. Some of these objects were thought to be German missiles captured by Russia during World War II but a definitive explanation was never found, according to numerous accounts. More than 30 years after the Berg's experience, Klaas Zvon, chairman of, chairman of UFO Sweden, put a support team together of divers, a film crew, and one of the original witnesses to the 1980 sighting, and headed to Lake Namajuru this past weekend to try and find the unknown object. People mistake UFOs with flying saucers. There are many, many reports of strange things in the air, Savon told the local. What we're interested in is explaining what they are. Every answer is a good answer. A documentary is in the production following Savon's efforts to unlock the mystery of the Swedish ghost rockets. In a video posted on September 1st, Savon describes some of the difficulties the team had 
with the murky waters of the lake seen below, and I have a picture of it here, which caused them to end the expedition. It says it was difficult for divers to photograph underwater as it was quite muddy, Spawn said. What was interesting was when they reached the spot where we think the craft sank. They found that the bottom was nearly bottomless. We don't know how far the mud goes down. At this point, we have no means of continuing our expedition. We cannot go any deeper down in the mud. The expedition divers also informed Svon that if an object had landed on the floor of the lake, it would probably have sunk down a few meters in the mud, and it may still be there. Svon is already planning another trip back to the site, armed with different equipment to aid them in their task. We are still very certain that what Bo and Liz did see was a real craft, a real object, maneuvering. Someone was remotely controlling it, landing it. Well, this is a, a more modern sighting from 1980. But you can go online and watch a short documentary on, I think it's a Quest video, about a sighting that happened in 1946. And in fact, there were a rash of these ghost rocket sightings in 1946. And the one that was, uh, that was documented on this short Quest documentary on YouTube, you can look it up, talks about a father and son in Sweden who were approximately 500 miles from the uh, Russian border. Uh, living out in this remote area, far from any city. And the father is out in the lake. And this is a lake where they fish from. They get their water from this lake. It's pretty much their life. And they happen to see this ghost rocket. Uh, is it does the same thing as these people talk about. It seems to take a turn and then just dives into um, the lake. Upon which, uh, crashing into the lake, it, it releases what seems to be a wave of uh, a shockwave of energy. Uh, across the land, knocking the father and son down. They go on to explain that after um, the man reported this ghost rocket sighting to the authorities, uh, they got there right away. They brought out uh, a large team of investigators, and they took over, as I recall, 36,000 samples from the lake. Now, where this uh, ghost rocket in 1946 hit, the lake was only 7 foot deep. But like the lake they talk about here... Uh, in the 1980 sighting, the bottom uh, consisted of uh, many feet, many yards of mud. When the authorities came out and the investigators, just like the man who first uh, saw the ghost rocket disappear into the lake, they prodded and pushed and stuck poles down into the bottom of the lake and found nothing. In fact, they did all kinds of uh, searches with metal detectors, all kinds of searches looking for different chemicals. And they found no sign of it. And this seems to be the uh, underlying commonality among these ghost rocket sightings where they crash into these shallow Swedish lake, uh, lakes. And the, the strange thing about this is that the shapes of the craft, if you can go back and look through multiple reports of these, and the shapes of the craft are all very similar. They seem to be about the size of a V-2 rocket. But instead of the... Uh, tip of the rocket being a narrow tip where you expect a rocket, you know how rockets pointed on the end. These are just the opposite. The rocket, the mass of the rocket seems to be concentrated toward the end. It's this bulbous shape, which a uh, teardrop shape. And instead of having uh, fuel canisters maybe attached to the sides, 
people talk about seeing these wingtips either protruding from the rocket or attached to the sides of the rocket. Now, there was a rash of sightings back in the late 40s, and some people, they say some of these were classified as um, meteorites. But you have to ask yourself, you know, when a meteorite comes in, it's typically coming in at supersonic speeds. Most of these cases don't don't uh, talk about the witnesses hearing uh, large booms or large crashes like you would with the normal sighting of a meteorite. They just seem to see these things traveling uh, silently across the sky, and then they make some type of maneuver and submerge themselves into the lake. To date, no metal has been found. Like I said, in 1946, with the one investigation uh, highlighted on Quest, 35,000 samples are taken back to the lab and nothing uh, abnormal or out of the ordinary is found. Uh, apparently no radiation traces left, no traces of chemicals or metals or anything. Now you might think that these UFOs were in some sort of uh, state of distress. Maybe maybe they were taking shelter under the lake. But if that's the case, you wonder why so many of these cases have been reported from the late 40s up until the early 1980s. What's, what's going on with them? It's almost as if there possibly is a fleet of these things that seems to be hidden deep uh, within the mud of these lakes. Either that, or they're somehow just transcending uh, shape. They appear to be made out of metal. When the people notice them, they all describe these gleaming uh, rocket-type craft. But once they enter the water, it's as if they have just completely disappeared. So once again, we're left with the question, are these things still lurking somewhere deep beneath the mud in these shallow lakes in Sweden? Or is this some sort of of a uh, craft that we see the same behavior in over and over again where they are transcending back and forth from a solid object to an invisible or maybe an extra-dimensional object. We just don't know. I found the article an interesting read, though, and if you just do a little search on ghost rockets... It's one of those types of UFO phenomenon that doesn't get a lot of attention in the press, but they are something that has been observed by uh, many, many uh, people, and we have a good, clear record over the years, and they all seem to be describing a similar phenomenon. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.